Shy Away sounds like it's radio ready to me. And there's probably somebody out there who's not a 21 Pilots fanboy who would have a more realistic perspective on it and be able to say, yeah, no, actually it's flawed in like these five important ways. I would say, go listen to your indie record that's much cooler than 21 Pilots. <laughs> but I would say that with Shy Away, um, that one was interesting because it was about his brother and basically mm -hmm. encouraging his brother to launch. His brother is releasing some of his own music and he's got his Twitch channel and doing some other things. And so he's definitely trying to launch, but I'm, I got to imagine it's hard when you've got an oldest brother who is... <laughs> is a, a mega pop star right? yeah in one of jay uh, joseph's songs he says getting jealous of the shows in one of the lyrics yeah. yeah well there you go there you go hello and welcome to the podcast this welcome is, this is a new everybody. podcast it, it might have been like demon possessed it was a fairly large mutated looking chicken we were born in the north but we grew up in the south we learned all of our words from pennsylvania and people are that toboggan hello toboggan not there. a toboggan a toboggan <laughs> is a sled okay Yo, point three inches baby <laughs> dude i can't take it i wanted to start off and ask you well first could you introduce yourself real quick, just for people listening that may not know who you are? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm actually Dr. Clifford Stummy. Oh. Um, I work in higher education, um, and I am also the pop song professor on YouTube, among a couple of other projects. I take song lyrics that people would sometimes consider trite. Yeah. Sometimes they wouldn't understand them. And I try to turn it into an opportunity for them to analyze it and think about it and then ask, okay, so who does that make me? And and questions like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember I started following you back when Trench was coming out, 21 Pilots. And when Trench was coming out, I noticed like a bunch of stirrings going on online about like Dima and things of that nature. And I had no idea what they were talking about, honestly. <laughs> and I, I was I was looking on YouTube explanations of the video and you know trying to dig in at all and you kept coming up um was that because you've had a pretty steady growth i've noticed on youtube was it around trench that you saw a real uptick or was it before that yeah that's a great question because basically anytime i talk about 21 pilots i see an uptick honestly i uh, noticed but, that too <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> um, for some reason, people just really are confused by 21 Pilots and the fans of 21 Pilots are ravenous. They got to know everything, <laughs> which is a testament to how good of a job the band does in yeah. writing really solid lyrics. But yeah, I, I definitely saw like this explosion of growth. I, I wouldn't say that it like doubled the channel necessarily, but it was like a very good amount. I think I went from... 70,000 subscribers to like 120,000. Wow. wow, that's a lot. Uh, and also like, I know, so I, I consider myself a somewhat decent fan and I'm actually curious of what you think about this. I wanna get into the actual like lyrics and messaging of 21 Pilots cause it's a fun topic. But for you, were you into 21 Pilots before you started doing the videos or was it something you kind of fell into? Yeah, it was a couple of different things. Yeah. Basically, I was in college. I was in the parking lot of the bookstore on campus 
and my friend started blasting this this song on her car radio and it it was car radio by 21 pilots which if you listen to the lyrics super ironic but i was kind of annoyed with her i was like look we're all having a conversation here like we can barely hear each other like what is this stupid song and i think that i heard her playing 21 pilots a couple more times and this was just when they only had vessel uh, i mean in addition to the albums mm-hmm. before that and i went home and i got in i just added a couple of their songs to my playlist like migraine ode to sleep trees car radio and i didn't listen to the lyrics but i started hearing the lyrics yeah you know so these like lines would step out to me and i would say what is going on there that that doesn't make any sense uh there's something deeper here and it just kept striking me again and again like okay there's something interesting going on and so i started listening to them i became a ravenous fan started delving into it figuring out what was going on and then when i started the pop song professor channel it kind of coincided with the launch of blurry face and i was like oh my gosh i've got to explain some blurry face songs and I actually, that was when I started the blog and the blog just took off. It exploded with growth after I explained some of those. Really? But did you see more success with the blog than with YouTube? Well, the blog continues to get about 10,000 views a day. Wow. Uh, just, and I like, I don't even post to it anymore. And I'll look up what YouTube has given me at this point. Cause that's curious. Uh, I think it's gonna- I haven't even, I know you're, oh. you're, um, so how long have you had your doctorate by the way? Um, I just think just since last year, just about one well, year. Congratulations, then that's awesome. My Thanks. wife is actually in school right now to get her doctorate in psychology. So, oh, yeah. wow, doing good work then. Yeah. That's great. But um, but yeah, so the blog, how uh, it it's getting more success than YouTube currently, or <laughs> yeah, I just looked up the numbers. The blog is like a very consistent. 300,000 views per month. Wow. And it looks like the YouTube channel is at about the same right okay. now. Okay, wow, that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, you do great work explaining 21 Pilots. I know you actually kind of taught me, it, it was a little bit during Trench. I, I started listening to 21 Pilots. My first song was Ode to Sleep when Vessels was out right before Blurry Face. I didn't find you during Blurry Face, but I did find you during Trench. And um, you kind of actually taught me how to decode a little bit of 21 Pilots lyrics. And that helped me to actually go back and start appreciating other songs. Like um, for me personally, my the songs I appreciate the most is like Trees and um, mm. and March to the Sea specifically. And Oh, very different songs. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that it speaks... Because I, at least from your videos, from my from what I understand, you believe they're all they're both messaging in relation to God, correct? Oh, it's been a while since I've decoded March to the Sea, but yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And then trees, oh, one hundred percent. Which is actually fascinating because I I mentioned this in our emailing, but you don't hear a lot of people talking about the faith of Tyler Joseph and Josh and how that goes into their music very much. Yeah. Except for you, yeah, honestly. In, <laughs> yeah, and I, I talk about it a fair amount, maybe more than they'd like me to. And I'll tell you what I mean by that mm-hmm. is just that they are not forthcoming with their faith. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't fully know the reason for that. I know there was a Vessel era interview where somebody was like, are you Christians? And they were like, I mean, yeah. 
And then during the Trench era, he kind of explained how Trench was sort of an experiment like of a world without God. And he clarified, like, I am still a Christian. I still would call myself a Christian, but this album is just kind of a what if. And so other than than those and a couple of other spots and some very obvious lyrics, uh, uh, they just they they like to I think they they don't want to prescribe how people receive the lyrics. I think 21 Pilots' first mission culturally is to provide something like they talk about in Guns for Hands, like something to turn those guns um, that you're using to hurt yourselves metaphorically because 21 Pilots has always been about reaching out to people who are experiencing self-harm or suicidal ideation. Like that's been one of their missions from the very beginning. And so Guns for Hands says, turn that gun into a fist and rock with this music with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot more than just, hey, let's party. Like there's a there's a story to every concert and a dramatic flow to every album. But they definitely are trying to I, I think they I think they really aim for that mission first. And I think that the, if I had to guess, their philosophy is probably something like if our faith comes out of it, it'll hit the right people who need to hear that. But we're not going to become a contemporary Christian band. Yeah, certainly not. Certainly not. But there, there's something interesting though as to why they chose trees to end their end their shows, even during the trench yes. era. You know, yeah. Because I've been to two yes. two shows: one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and one in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, one was during Blurry Face era, and one was during Trench era. Era, and so. Both times, I mean, honestly, it's it's every show since they came since they made the song, pretty much. But it's still consistent. I wonder, what do you think about this upcoming, you know, era with Scaled and Icy? Because it seems kind of so different. Yeah, I you know I think they'll continue ending with trees just because it seems to be such a a tradition for them, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like the fans would probably revolt, <laughs> which hasn't kept them from doing stuff in the past. So, you know, there's every chance that they decide, oh, we're gonna we're gonna shift it up. But I think that trees is enough of like like in the DNA of who Twenty One Pilots is, and I think that probably part of the reason they do it is because it is sort of a statement of faith. Yeah. Uh, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's not an overt one. It's a mm-hmm. question. It's like, God, are you there? Yeah. Not like, hey, everybody, God's over there. Let's go and be Christians. Yeah. It's It starts with a question, which is everybody starts with questions. Mm-hmm. And so by using that, it's genius. They, It's not just genius. It's human. Yeah. It's, it's vulnerable. It's real. It's just what you would expect from another human being, right? Who's not trying to get something out of you, but is trying to give something to you. And they're saying, yeah. We're here there with you. We're asking the questions. And every 21 Pilots concert follows this narrative. Uh, and and the, the narratives vary by concert, but there's always a narrative. And I think it's very appropriate that the one they end on is, is this question. Okay, so we've kind of talked about how, where we're at, we've identified things, we've sorted things out. We know where we are in relation to each other mm-hmm. and to our struggles and our mental health. And then the final question is, yeah, but where are we in relation to God or where's God in relation to us? And I think that's a really special thing. Yeah. And I kind of ignored your question about <laughs> scaled and icy. Happy to go back to that, <laughs> but I just get carried away, man. Yeah. It's so exciting. There's a lot to it. And honestly, just to add on what you were saying with, it's interesting how trees ends, like what you're saying, it's it's asking a question, but it's actually literally 
trees ends with Tyler and Josh in the audience, like on top of them, banging a drum and screaming hello, you know? That's how the song yeah. ends and that's how shows end. It literally seems like they're trying like, hey, I'm trying to get God's attention if that if you apply it to the actual messaging of the song. And um, yeah. it's pretty powerful. I mean, I I I don't really... I, I am obviously, I, I, I'm a Christian. I don't care for like contemporary Christian music. Honestly, 21 Pilots is kind of who I vibe with a little bit, you know? Rightfully so, man. <laughs> no one can judge you for that. I mean, there's, there's, there's something honest to it, like you said, and there's something powerful to it because they're asking good questions. Um, but it's like this cycle. So I was actually watching today, um, preparing to talk to you that, you did it, I think, two years ago, a video of yours. You went through all of the albums up to Blurry Face and gave a quick explanation of every single song in like a couple minutes, you know? Yeah, that video. <laughs> and that I was, was actually, insane. it was insane. You're just like walking down the sidewalk, just trying to get everything out. That was impressive. Um, but I noticed there was a pattern. It almost felt like a circle of reasoning where it was like the messaging was going from, you know, something about God. Then it would go to Tyler having mental health issues or going through something, mental health or depression. And then it would circle around to where he's trying to give advice or give help or encouragement. Then it would circle back to God and maybe a question about God. And it, it had like this cycle to it. Did you, have you ever, have you noticed that in the, actual order of the music you know i haven't that is a brand new thought to me you know i know they're mixed in there but the idea that there would be some kind of consistent pattern throughout yeah that's not something that had occurred to me it's yet. not like a perfect pattern but it's like yeah. it's spaced out to where it feels like a pattern you know mm -hmm. um i don't it just stuck out to me i don't know i it's it's hard for me to even like go through and see if other people are talking about the aspect because I mean, YouTube is saturated with it, but, um, sure. But yeah, I wanted to actually dive in a little bit to specifically like shy away and choker. Cause you mentioned on a recent video that that's all we have right now. It's hard to predict anything about it because that's all we have. And so, but I wanted to hear your thoughts about kind of the messaging of these two new songs and maybe, maybe what it's setting up for the new record. Yeah. Oh, man. Both of these songs are so good. Uh, Shy Away sounds like it's radio ready to me. And there's probably somebody out there who's not a 21 Pilots fanboy who would have a more realistic perspective on it and be able to say, yeah, no, actually it's flawed in like these five important ways. I would say go listen to your indie record that's much cooler than 21 Pilots. <laughs> but I would say that with Shy Away... Um, that one was interesting because it was about his brother and basically mm -hmm. encouraging his brother to launch. His brother is releasing some of his own music and he's got his Twitch channel and doing some other things. And so he's definitely trying to launch, but I'm, I got to imagine it's hard when you've got an oldest brother who is, <laughs> is a, a mega pop star. Right? Yeah. In one of Jay uh, Joseph's songs, he says, getting jealous of the shows in one of the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And I haven't even listened to all the songs in that EP, so you'd be able to speak to that even better than I will. Uh, but that first song, Shy Away, is basically saying, hey, don't shy away from 
giving things a shot, trying things, going for it, giving it your all. Because that's that's really what Tyler did to be able to launch is, you know, he was eating nothing, living in a you know, I mean, not living in a van exactly, but he was he lived the great musician lifestyle, right? Yeah. Where they they did nothing for a while and they built momentum and they were consistent. They put on a good show, they wrote good songs and people started paying attention. So that's the first song. And that is interesting because I think it represents a return to a theme that we haven't seen that much of since self-titled. Self-titled references Tyler Joseph's family and close relations and people he knows all the time, like mm -hmm. Johnny Boy and Air Catchers, maybe about commitment to you know a girl. And then you get into Vessel and you've got House of Gold, which is about his mom and back on uh, regional at best, you've got Ruby, which is about a kid from his church mm -hmm. and all the stuff. And then you get, uh, you know, most of Vessel and then really Blurry Face. And then, and you just like Blurry Face mentioned is a song about his wife and he mentions his family and stressed out. And then you get Trench where there's only really one song about his grandfather after his grandfather died. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but, but we started seeing this trend in Trench towards some of those older styles yeah, and like lyrical content and things. And so my theory going into it was that we were going to probably see more references to family. And I, I really think, especially with the fact that he's been at home with COVID and spending time with his newborn daughter and his wife and his family, I really think that that's going to be the case. I think we, I think shy away is not the last song. Yeah. That is really, you know, about family. That's interesting. And I know um, going back to, you know, with Jay Joseph, the, I, with his brother, two two thoughts that stood out to me with Shy Away is that song felt like the first time I've ever heard a 21 Pilots song or even a Tyler Joseph song that felt like tough love. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then their other thought, and it's specifically for his brother, and then the other thought was... I think I I definitely agree with you about talking him, you know, probably talking about his family a lot because he has a song. There's a song on Scale to Nicey because we have the list of, you know, song titles. And one of them's called Bounce Man. And his brother has a song called Jump Man. And so Ooh. I don't know what that's referencing. I don't know if it's literally just happenstance, but they kind of came out similar times. So it's probably not happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bounce and jump i mean such they're basically similar uh synonyms in, in a lot of ways yeah. yeah that feels like it's gotta be on purpose <laughs> but um but it's interesting if it is it's that's gonna be super cool if the if it's significant that he's like really pulling his brother at least even if it was just those two songs into this you know record um especially his brother's still getting started um and then the thing with Choker is I thought, I don't know, when I when I was seeing the messaging for like the Dima website and stuff, I thought this was going to be another kind of blurry face, dark album to continue the story. And I think in some ways it has dark undertones, but it's not, it's also, it's obviously not being presented that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of like pastel colors, all this pink and, and blue. And with Tyler talking about Trash the Dragon, which is what he's named the dragon, um, it seems like he's going to talk about the creative process, which I mean, leave it to 21 Pilots to turn that into a dark topic. He very well may, but like it's a big, cool, exciting dragon. Mm -hmm. There are definitely a lot of things here that feel like 
they're poised to be a little bit more lighthearted. But at the same time, I really wouldn't underestimate 21 Pilots' ability to see the dark side of things, especially when the creative process... I, I, I think we see that for Tyler, but at the very least in how he focuses on delivering the message and who he delivers his messages to, I think that he oftentimes sees the creative process as a way to alleviate the dark sides of life. Yeah. And so even if it is going to be a, you know, a more of a fun album, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, like basically what I said already, just that they'll, they'll find a way to make it a little more dark. Yeah. And but then you have a, a, a music video like Choker, which is just a bunch of goofs, uh, <laughs> just a bunch of goofing around. And even if it's very meaningful, it's still like, okay, you guys had a lot of fun coming up with this idea. <laughs> I heard in a video, I wanted to ask you about this. Did you get that Nicholas Bourbaki book yet? Uh, yeah, I, it hasn't been delivered yet. I think it's supposed to get here tomorrow. Did you, um, did you look at the, like, not, not look at the warning signs, but did you watch any videos about it? Because apparently I have, I have no idea about this book, but apparently people are saying it's like a rough book. Like people are saying, don't read it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, as a person with a master's in English, I've read plenty of rough books and the the draw of an experimental like choose your own adventure for adults which is what the book is might win out in the end but i've read enough about what happens in this book just from other people talking about it and people in my comments warning me hey don't read that book <laughs> that it, it might go a little bit lower on the priority shelf it, 21 pilots the reason they they kind of covered it up in the music video itself i think in post maybe yeah. Uh, is just that they they sort of figured out like, oh yeah, this book isn't really something, this could be very triggering for our audience. Yeah. And so the fact that the book isn't specifically meaningful means that it's probably a dead end as far as research yeah. goes. It's, it seems like with Choker, they just put a bunch of, they probably had a bunch of just fun, like as you said, Easter eggs in there. I mean, even with Ned in the window asking like, have you seen him or something, yeah. you know? And I guess it's probably just like because they haven't planned or they they haven't they're trying to set up this narrative of like Ned being missing or something. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to also ask, what exactly do you think in this world? Do you think that Scaled and Icy is it's obviously a part of Dima, but do you think that it's a continuation of Trench, or do you think it's just kind of a brand new thing. Mm, and this is kind of theory isn't, theory territory at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't that the question <laughs> at this point? Yeah. Uh, man. I think that based on a couple of things, I think that Tyler making that phone call in the shy away music video leaves so many questions. I think that the good day Dima cup and Josh having these unexplained magical powers. Me, I, to, both of those to me suggest that there is going to be a strong connection to Dima. But you have to remember too, the heavy dirty soul music video where he's in the car and there's this strange masked person driving the car. Did that actually happen in the lore or was that symbolic of what was going on in the lore? My personal guess is that 
and a lot of other people are way quicker to jump on like, no, this is actually what happened. Like the bishops are making Tyler and Josh perform in the shy away music video. And that may, may very well be, I just get a little bit nervous when the answer for a 21 pilots theory feels too easy. Yeah. And so my theory is that other than the phone call, maybe the shy away music videos may be more metaphorical in the same way that the heavy, dirty soul felt more metaphorical yeah. and that the choker music video, gosh, I have, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> my guess is that one might be a little bit closer to being canon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious. Was there in Trench era? Was they did they do a music video that felt more like Choker did in this? That was just kind of wasn't necessarily a part the a part of the Dima universe or set in the Dima universe, but just just had kind of I don't know uh, just a flair to it. What there was one, wasn't there? You are you thinking of My Blood? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah which actually wasn't that really. One. It was a good music video, but didn't have them a lot. Yeah, there there was that one, and then you could maybe count Heathens, which came after Blurry Face, mm -hmm. but there was so much in Heathens that felt like it was, you know, that was just promotion for Suicide Squad that you kind of felt like, okay, I don't know how how seriously I can take it for canon here. Yeah, and then My Blood was a really based around a fictional story of of a guy and his brother, his imaginary brother, which felt more like a metaphor for Tyler's life growing up. And then Tyler and Josh were just musicians playing in the yeah. background at a house party. So yeah, it, it definitely, it just feels like something a little new, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And then, um, I, and I've also heard like there, there, there's a lot of people talking and I honestly don't know who to like, this is an interesting question for you. So have you Please. gotten into the whole YouTube, like just clicking on videos as far as like people creating them because you're kind of the one that everyone references, you know, because you're creating stuff after information is out and you're explaining it and that's a smart move. But then there's also everybody that's creating stuff before to try to predict. And so I'm wondering, have you delved into that or have you learned to like stay away until something's out? <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly... I haven't delved into all of those as much as I don't know if I would say as much as I should, as much as I would say as much as people might expect yeah. just because like I have, I, I just have access to enough stuff. Um, I'll typically go to like the music videos comments and really read those a lot. And then I'll get a, excuse me, a ton of people messaging me uh, or, replying to my videos with theories and I learn a ton from them. And so I really do keep a lot of it in my community, but you know, there are times when I find a particularly interesting theory that I'll go check out. It's just, I don't know, as a, as a person from like, an, like a literal scholarly day job, I tend to deal more in like things that I can observe and draw hypotheses from. Mm -hmm. So while I definitely appreciate the peer review process of hearing from other people, I get a little bit nervous just because I don't want somebody, like there's a lot of like wish fulfillment going on yeah. where people kind of want this to be the theory. And so they'll come up with a bunch of crazy explanations. I get wonderful emails from people. I love getting emails from people, but every once in a while I will get an email that's like 3000 words long 
with every theory imaginable about 21 Pilots. Mm. You know, I read through it and look for stuff and I try to learn something. But there, there's like a lot of leaps of logic that have to be made for some of these theories. And so, I don't know. I, I tend to to listen quietly. Yeah, that's probably smart. And obviously you're you're very well trained in, in even just the, the process of sifting through information um, to be accurate, you know? And uh, how long exactly have you been a professor? Because I want to I learn a little bit more about you. So you said, how long ago did, was Vessels out but not yet Blurry Face? Because that's when you said you were in college. What was that, like seven oh, years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Um, and, and then I want to ask a little bit about you too, <laughs> okay. even though I know this you probably is not as you've probably talked about yourself a fair bit okay. in the podcast, but um, just so that we both know who we're dealing with mm-hmm. here. Um, but for me, I've been a professor. I've been a full-time professor since 2017, and I was a part-time professor since 2015. Okay, but I was still I was a part-time part-time professor for a couple years before that. So basically, I've been teaching in higher ed since like 2014 or 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of the courses that I teach are research focused courses. Yeah. And so anytime I start like feeling myself getting a little bit too wishy-washy mm-hmm. or, or like I'm not using good sources because I used to be a lot more bold with some of my theories and people would call me out and that wasn't super fun. <laughs> and so I realized, all right, I want to be the person people go to for like stuff that feels at least 70% reliable. Yeah. That's, and I, I see how that skill and that, that goal definitely is translated into your YouTube channel and even into your podcast. I mean, your podcast is, is fun. You know, it, it talks about interesting things. Uh, would you label it? I don't want to be offensive, but would you label it more geeky topics a little bit? Oh, are you talking about obsessed? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, I don't know. Like we've got rapping, we've got Taylor Swift, we've got true crime, we've got uh, quitting social media is coming out on Wednesday and I have smoking meat. So I definitely appreciate, (laughs) yeah, I I appreciate the geeky topics for sure. (laughs) And I want to do way more of those in the future, but I don't know. I really just try to find things that I wouldn't have tried otherwise without, you know, talking to people who are passionate about those things. Yeah. Is there something you're obsessed with that I should be trying out? No, nothing in particular. I mean, I'm I'm more of like a into the indie filmmaker world. And so, you know, like with the music videos on the topic of 21 Pilots, I pay attention to what are they showing visually? Uh, What are they, um, Mm. what are they trying to get across? And so like with Choker, I'm in between this world of like everything is important and also like all of it's just meant to be fun and nothing's really that important. And so, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm, I enjoy the geeky topics. Um, me and my brother and my friend, we do this podcast to talk about films, to talk about conspiracy theories and in stories, to tell stories, to just have a good time. And then we also like to bring people on like yourself to hear the stories and ideas and thoughts of interesting, creative and cool people. And, um, and that's kind of like what we want this to be and do this on the side of at least like me, for me trying to make films, you know? 
you know, I'm so glad that I got to hear that like from you directly. Uh, I went to your website and honestly, it was amazing, man. Like just the production on your website. You. And then, you know, the parts of your podcast that I've watched and everything, you've just, man, the production value is insane. Everything looks so crisp I and so good. That. Uh, I mean, the the kind of, I'm, I do not want to brag because I'm not into that, but I, uh, I, I will say if I'm claiming to be a, an, a filmmaker or a creative person in the world of visual storytelling and my stuff is low quality and that's what I claim, then I kind of feel like a hypocrite. And so I've been trying yeah. my darndest to uh, make things look good, you know? That's great. Hey, and there's a lot of people out there who say, well, I don't know, that, that actually goes back to something that I struggled with with my channel mm -hmm. where I was trying to create something that was a little bit higher quality than reaction videos. Yes. A ton of people make reaction videos and Lord love them, it's great, but they don't do anything. They just sit there and they look at the video and then they talk about how they feel. And there's some people who are really, really good at that, mm -hmm. but there's a lot more people who are really, really bad at yeah. it. And so I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, some, I'm not Casey Neistat <laughs> in my production, but I want to just be a little bit, I want people when they come to like what we were talking about earlier, I want people when they come to my channel to be able to say like, okay, this is mostly reliable. And if it's not, he'll admit it and say like, Hey, this is a guess, but here's what I think. Yeah. That's really, and it's, I mean, honestly, your quality that what you just said about yourself and your mindset coming into YouTube, that is what kept me around when I was watching your stuff during trench, you know? Um, oh, thanks. Because of that very thing where people are doing, trying to do a reaction video or an explanation video, but it's like a, the lights behind them and it doesn't, there's nothing aesthetically pleasing and it can be messy, but it has to, it has to be a high quality mess, you know? And even just like your setup, you've had the same setup for your YouTube channel for a while, but I'm never disappointed, honestly. Like, I know what to expect. I know it's going to be you explaining videos and explaining, uh, well, explaining songs and lyrics. And, uh, and I know what to expect. And it's what kept me there because it was consistent and it was high quality and you were trying, you were working hard and I could see it, you know? I appreciate that a lot. You know, there's a lot of YouTube channels that are way better than mine, way more interesting, and way more deserving of people's time. But the goal was always, I want to find people who either think that there's nothing to pop songs or people who think that there is something, but they don't know what it is. And then I want to get rid of all the other distractions, like bad quality audio, bad quality video. And I just want to be able to talk to them about that thing. Yeah. And that's cool because honestly, like you've probably kept me interested in certain uh, pop song related topics that I wouldn't otherwise care about. Um, honestly, if you weren't there to explain to me some things about 21 Pilots, I might have dipped out by now. You know, I might have been like, it's confusing. <laughs> so. I need you to tell them that and try to convince them to do an interview with me. That would be like the <laughs> pinnacle of pop. Like as soon as I get an interview with them, I can just quit. I'll be like, all right, I don't need to do there, anything Well, else you here. can at least quit uh, 21 it. Pilots videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm going to work on Billie Eilish. <laughs> Billie Eilish is pretty huge, man. She's, she's pretty big these yeah. days. She's way bigger than 21 Pilots right now. Oh, yeah. And she grew real quick. Uh, but, hey, we don't. Uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you uh, You talking with me, man. Uh, 
I want you to shout out your podcast because we talked about your YouTube channel, but I want you to really mention Obsessed and uh, plug it real quick or however long you want. Thanks. I really appreciate you Let me talk about it. Uh, I'll just say very briefly for those of you who are listening, Obsessed is about finding new new things to be obsessed with. If you've ever listened to like This American Life or maybe watched Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe or listened to some of these super fancy Gimlet podcasts, my, my podcast is worse than all of those. But the idea is that we're trying to do high quality narrative style documentary podcasts where I identify something like Taylor Swift or rapping or smoking meat or speed Rubik's cubing or this this week quitting social media. And I oh, ask two questions. Cool. Is this right for me? And why are people obsessed with it? And then I've talked to world champions in speed Rubik's cubing and in, in Pokemon trading cards. Um, we found a, a card game that a Lord of the Rings trading card game that had been dead for like 12 years. And I found like all of the old world champions and talked to them and interviewed them. And, and the goal is always like, why do people care so much? Should I care? And then what's the bigger thing we need to learn about why humans are obsessed with things? So it's a lot of fun and episodes are only like 35 minutes a piece. It's action packed. And if you're bored, that's actually, yeah. Yeah. Feel free to be bored. Just <laughs> Still tell your friends about it when you're done being bored, I guess. That's awesome. I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I like that idea, exploring new things to be obsessed with. I find some things all the time, but I think your your show might be dangerous because I, I love a lot of things. I can't keep looking for new things. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been dangerous for me. Like I've added a Dungeons and Dragons group. I've oh, like man. been practicing speed Rubik's cubing and now I'm playing Pokemon cards online like an insane person. Like I've just <laughs> added so much more time in my life <laughs> yeah. or so many more activities I don't have time for. <laughs> well, anyways, I mean, it's got, it's really good. I listened to a couple episodes, so uh, Thanks, man. go check it out for sure for people listening. And uh, Cliff, Thank you once again for coming and talking Joseph, to me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, man. This has been an absolute blast. And it's always great to talk about 21 Pilots <laughs> with somebody who who obviously thinks about them very deeply. And, you know, someone such as yourself who has such a high attention to craft. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, if you've talked about them in the past or if you'll talk about them in the future, people really should listen to you because... I mean, from all I've seen, you've got that eye for the detail and that eye for the art. Well, thank you. That was a that was a great compliment. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Free of charge. <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, I'll let you go. I appreciate it. 